Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, yeah. We have a Wednesday show here today in the middle. We're in the middle of the week, Barrett. We're in the middle of, uh, what is this, week 11 in the NFL. Think yep. about that, how fast this has gone. I mean, we're uh, we're on the back side. We're on the back nine of this season already, even though even with the extra game. Eagles four and six. They got New Orleans coming to town this weekend. And, you know, I, I started thinking about playoffs uh, for just an exercise, like a mental exercise for what it's worth. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody's been sort of talking about it since they won in Denver on Sunday. And mathematically, I get why people talk about it, because it is, with the extra playoff team, a legitimate mathematical probability or possibility, I guess might be a better word. So I just thought that maybe we have fantasize for a bit of today's show until Aton gets here. And uh, I understand he's uh, he's trying to get his uh, his vaccine booster today. So who knows what will happen with that? Right. I've heard I've heard people having some wild stories after right. getting their booster shot. But anyway, I thought in the interim we'd fantasize about playoffs. And the fact that really if you're going to entertain the playoffs, this week's game is really crucial. Yes. Because New Orleans is not only an NFC team, they're another NFC team. They're ahead of the Eagles right now. And they're a team that has playoff aspirations as well. And when you start to think about who the Eagles have already beaten in the NFC, it's Atlanta and Carolina are two teams that are also thinking about playoff. They're also in this mix. I mean, basically, when you when you take a look at it on the in the in the standings. If you pull up the playoff standings, let's just look at, you know, New Orleans is currently sixth behind the Rams at five. The top four are the division leaders. Right. And then you have the Rams at seven and three. And I know they've looked like shit the past two weeks, but they're still a playoff team and they're going to win enough games to easily lock down a wild card spot. So I think you're really battling uh, for two spots, if you will. Right. The number six and the number seven. The Saints are currently in the number six spot. And the Carolina Panthers, who the Eagles have the tiebreaker over, are in the seventh spot. So you end up with a tie with Carolina. You're in, they're out. It's pretty simple. Atlanta is tied, uh, essentially, or they're actually ahead of the Eagles by a half a game because they've only played nine games. They're four and five. But you own the tiebreaker over the Falcons, too, right? Right, right. San Francisco, on the other hand, is four and five a half game ahead of the Eagles, you don't own the tiebreaker over them. So I'm thinking this breaks down to two teams that really come to mind, and that's the Minnesota Vikings and the team you're you're playing this week in the New Orleans Saints because I don't think either the Washington football team or the New York Giants are going to finish any better than the Eagles. So I'm just – am I right about this or, or am I missing something? I'm thinking it's boiled down to the Saints and the Vikings because they're two teams – 
the Vikings, you're never going to play. So if you end up uh, tied with them, you'd have to go to multiple different tiebreakers because there's no head to head. But the Saints, you can really take part of, you know, take some of your destiny by beating the Saints. And that gives you three other teams that are all in that mix out of the four with San Francisco that you own the tiebreaker over. That makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, you know, understanding, you know, the playoff picture and this being a must win game. Well, they're all must win games now because, you know, we only have yeah. four wins. But when you look at the Saints and the the division they're in, you know, I mean, of course, you're going to have, you know, the tops with with the Bucks. But after that, man, it's up in the air, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I really think it's a possibility if we beat the Saints team, it almost locks us in the driver's seat of being at that seventh or sixth seed. Right, you I have I saw, to do it though. Right, they, I mean, it's it's kind of I hate saying must win, but when you're right. four and six and you're trying to you know fantasize about the playoffs, you're right. It is it is a must win. I saw there's the New York Times. I I saw does a probability every week on percentage chance that teams can make the playoffs, and they do it for every team in the in every, in both conferences. And according to their numbers and whatever you know data and you know prediction model that they use. The Eagles' chances went from 14% to 18% by virtue of beating the Broncos last week. <laughs> wow. Now, 18% really isn't all that. That's less than right. one in five. Mm-hmm. So, but so you, you start to put this like in real perspective. I know we talk about it because it is, it, it's a talking point now that they've, you know, won a game that I didn't think they'd win. And the rest of the division is as, as bad as it was last season. So you do have a chance, but realize it's only an 18% chance at this point, according to, uh, you know, one of these predictor models. Well, you know, I, you know, if you look at the Rams, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Rams, they're seven and three, right? The Cardinals being at eight and two, right? The Rams pretty much locked in, you know, they'll, both they'll of those teams are in. They're locked in. Yeah. One's going to win the division. The other's going to get the wild card. They're exactly. both. In. Yeah. The Buccaneers are going to win the division. Uh, the yeah. Packers are going to win the division. Correct. The Cowboys are going to win the division. Yes. So they're locked in. Only one other team I see can really put up a fight if, you know, if, if we went out, you know, the only team that you really talk about are the Saints and Minnesota, you know, so that's. It's, it's looking pretty good, man. I hate to look at this, you know, because I went through it on the show, you know, with, with, with you know, Ray, uh-huh. Ray Diddy and, and Michael Barkan. You know, he's trying to get him geeked up and trying well, yeah. to get him into that play. And, and, and you could just you could just see, you know, yeah. you know, sparks flying from out of, you know, Ray's Ray Diddy's head. It. You know, he's like, I cannot believe you're saying this, Michael. Playoffs? Stop. Yeah, like he, exactly. Right. Like he almost went into a Jim Mora right there on the set. I saw it. I was watching the same thing. We all saw it. Exactly. So I'm like <laughs> – and now that you're saying it, now you put it in perspective. Because I didn't want to even think about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't because that just fires me up even more. When I write down this prediction for this week against the Saints, I'm trying. I'm I'm kind of heading towards us winning, not because of you know what defensively they can do, because they're saying oh they're number one against you know stopping the run. The run. Yeah, I don't give a damn what they are. This Eagles team has to run the ball in order for them to have success. So they're going to run the ball. And I think they're going to run the ball successfully. Mm-hmm. But it's just you just pushed me in this direction, and we do have a fighting shot, man. We got two against the Giants. Yeah, we got two against the uh, Washington Football Team. Right, and one that, against the Jets. Yeah, and, uh, I know, ain't even talking I mean, about the Jets. Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, there's not many teams. Like I, I was start, thinking this morning, like all the different levels uh, on the NFL, in the NFL, the teams. Like there's the real sub basement dwellers. And yes. there's like a handful of those teams. We we know they're the Texans, the Jets, what the Jaguars and the Lions, right? Those those four teams right, right, right. are as bad as it gets. And then when you start to come out of that that sub basement into the basement, like you're in there with the Chicago Bears, uh, maybe what the Miami Dolphins. Yep. You know, might be that next level up. And then you have Bang, the level the, the Bengals and the Eagles. Well, do you put them in the in the basement or do you put them in the next floor up there? Like, I agree the Bengals and the Eagles are kind of in the same stratus, but I don't think they're in the sub or the basement. I, not anymore. No. Not anymore. Now, you'd have talked me four weeks ago. I'd say we'd been down there in the, in the, in the, in the lower than the cellar. <laughs> After they lost to the Raiders. Yeah, they might have been on their way to being a sub-basement, subterranean team. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, but like, go ahead. You're you're right, man. I mean, looking at you know Bengals, the Colts, they're like in that next tier of guys we should talk about. The, Titans, the Broncos, Broncos, exactly. So, the yeah, you're, you're right. You know, the Titans will win that division easy. Mm-hmm. The Colts, hopefully, we still keep them. They keep winning. Yeah, just for our draft pick purposes, you know, our, our selfish, our selfishness. Well, yeah, they got—they just got to stay in touch so they keep playing Carson Wentz. I think they're going to probably lose this week at Buffalo. But, um, you know, the thing is, I didn't see Tennessee winning two games in a row after losing Derrick Henry. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. And, I, you know, everybody else in that – it's this whole – the whole NFL is right around 500, man, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. You have, like, in division – you have the division winner, then everybody else is like – 50-50, you know what I'm saying? They're right right there in the middle with five wins, four wins. Yeah. Everybody's around there. Even look at, the Chiefs, look at the Chiefs at six and four winning their division. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, last week uh, before they beat uh, the Raiders, they were out of the playoff picture. Right. So that one <laughs> win vaulted them in. And I guess, the, what is it? Are the Raiders the ones that got dropped out? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Raiders are eighth. Uh, yep. The Chargers are seventh. So they're still in it, even though they lost. So that's what I mean. Wow. Like, you know, everything can change in one week. It's it's really crazy. Like if if the Eagles find a way to beat the Saints, they then go to five and six. The Saints would then go to five and five. So you'd still be like a half game behind because they've had their bye and you haven't. Why you do um, this to me, man? What do you mean? <laughs> because what, man, I, I didn't want to think what a, about what I was, I was trying to ask you. All right, let me throw this back on you. What do you got today? <laughs> I thought this up in the last five minutes before the show started. Okay, I'm thinking, no, can we can we make a case for playoffs? I mean, I'm tempted to look at the schedules for the for the Vikings. I bro, I'm looking at I'm looking at everything now, man. I'm, I'm going through and looking at all these. I mean, because the Eagles have an easy schedule, probably the easiest. Some say that's because the division's garbage. No, question and the Jets is the easiest. Yeah, no question. I mean, look it's, at uh, Minnesota. They have Green Bay this week at home in one of the better games of the week. Then they go on the road to San Francisco, on the road to Detroit. Now, it's it's division there. Uh, you know, Detroit stinks. But then they have Pittsburgh at Chicago, the Rams at Green Bay at Chicago. That is way tougher than what the Way, Eagles way have. tougher. Way, way tougher. 
Let's look at Seattle, man. You know, Seattle, yeah, they're out of it right now, but they, they are. I'm trying to see if they can sneak up on us. Yeah, they're taking on water here. Yeah, I mean, look, they got they got the Cardinals next um this week. Mm-hmm. They have Washington football team. Then they go to the 49ers. Then they got the Texans. Then they go to the Rams, the Bears. Then and they got the, the Lions. Lions. They'll get the Lions. But then they got the Cardinals. That's Yeah, they got the Cardinals twice. They got the Cardinals twice. Uh, you know, they get easy games against the Texans and the Lions. But yep. they have to go to Los Angeles. You know, Chicago's not very good. And the Washington football team. I, the Eagles is a way easier schedule. Way easier. I mean, I... I, I so, you look at it, they're out. I'm just gonna say they're out. Yeah, I don't out. think Seattle's gonna make it. No, really they're don't. not making it. Um, even even let's look at the Saints. Let me look at the Saints and how they fold, how it unfolds for them. Yeah, they've got uh, of course the Eagles. Then they have Buffalo at home, tough game. Even though it's Cowboys, at home. Cowboys. Then tough. they they have the Jets too on the road, so they get yep. a benefit there. At Tampa Bay, Lost. Miami, uh, Carolina uh. at home, and at Atlanta. I mean, those division games are kind of up in the air. I mean, Atlanta yeah. could beat them. Carolina could beat them. The Bucks will beat them. Yeah, probably in Tampa Bay. And um, I know the Cowboys will beat them and the Buffalo, the Bills will beat them. I, 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 we have a way easier road than they do also. Uh-huh, I agree. Yeah, because they have Dallas when Dallas, you know, in two, three weeks, Dallas is going to, you know, Dallas might have everything sewn up or probably will by the time the Eagles play them. So who knows what, what team they're going to field that's the benefit of having dallas last i kind of think it stinks because i'd like to see those two teams playing head to head when everybody you know wants everybody to play it's more fun but if you're trying to make the playoffs i guess you'll take whatever you you get right i'll take that competitive edge out (laughs) i don't i don't have to be you know you don't need that (laughs) i don't need that you know i don't i don't really care to see the the you know how competitive they are. No, right. just, just, just let it ride. Let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, that's, man, that's, that's, that's a good deal, man. I mean, now that I'm looking at it, so now, you know, I got to go back and watch the pregame and I'm going to mm-hmm. blame this all on you, bro. When I'm doing okay. pregame this weekend. Good. I want you to throw <laughs> my name in there. I want to make, make Ray Diddy's head explode. It is bro. It is man. <laughs> It is most definitely, man. No, I mean, Bar- Barkan isn't the only one fantasizing about this. So is Harry. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to say, too, bro. <laughs> I'm throwing you in there. Watch so, what I tell dude, you. Do it. And if I can get a hello reality <laughs> check out of Ray Diddy, I, that, that's a, I know I've made it. No question. You Remember are there. when he did that a couple years ago? Reality yep. check. <laughs> it's fantastic. Woo. Oh, man. Well, I mean, at least we have a shot. At least something is going well in Philadelphia right now. My Sixers got blew out. Oh my out. god! I didn't stay up to watch that, but I, uh, I watched the first the first quarter, and after that, I was like, you know what? I'm out on this. I am out on this. I mean, yeah. come on, man! I watched the Flyers game part of it. Well, and they I won that. in overtime. Oh, get out! Yeah, they beat Calgary. Okay, two okay. to one, low score, and the goalies are, are really uh, playing well right now. Well, you know, it's, you know, scoring has gone down. You know, it's bad for me because you know, even I, I, I turned the channel, even though my boy was the leading scorer. Shake, shake, shake. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just wonder if uh, if Embiid's going to be able to play Thursday night I hope against so. the Nuggets because I I, I, so. I saw that you know that might be the first time that he could 
really be eligible to come back. I mean, geez, I mean, you start looking at the, the roster. These are nice players for, you know, 10, 12 minutes a game and so, but you can't, you can't be expecting Starters. to be good teams, especially no. on the road uh, with this type of a lineup. I mean, no. you know, it's no wonder what happened last night. We, we just, we just don't have this consistency that I thought we were going to have with this, with this roster, you know, and it just goes back to the fact that we need Ben to do something, man. You need, well, we need Ben to do something. We, we need the general out. manager to do something. He needs to, he needs to trade the guy. I mean, let's make something happen here for God's sake. Are we getting to that point where we'll just take anything yet? No, I don't know. <laughs> you got to give me something. You got to make me a player, a guy that can start. Right. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm not asking for an all star. I guess maybe I've wa- I've I've walked my way off of the all star demand. But give me somebody that I I can plug into the starting lineup, and you know, be a a nice component. Right. Right. You right. Know? I mean, we're not. I'm not necessarily looking for a big three guy right now. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll take a Tobias Harris esque type of player right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, right now he's our he's our big two, but he's. Tobias, man, to me, he's a great player when you he doesn't have to be the guy. Right. He's a nice he's a, yeah, two and a, a half to yep. three guy. Yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't have to be the guy, he's a he's a really, really good player. But what do you bring in? Like what 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 position would you bring in? Would you bring in a two, another one, or or a three? What would you bring in? Well, I'd bring in, you know, some sort of guard. I mean, yeah, yeah, like a one you know, or two, a, a two, a two slash three. Somebody can make a shot. Somebody can make threes that can handle the ball a little bit. You know, I mean, you know, because I kind of, I really like Maxi. He's doing all right as developing into my point guard, and then having your boy shake, shake, shake as the backup. Right. You know, that's <laughs> right. that's fine. Right, 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 right. I'm looking. Yeah, I am looking for a two guard though, because. Other than that, you know, we don't have really uh, another another guy on the team that could really be that fill general that can fill it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We need somebody to be able to fill it up consistently. At least give me 20 consistently every night. Yeah, well, we just have one guy that can do that. One. And, yeah, you know, that's a problem, man. That's a problem. No, you're right. It it is. Um, I mean that Jalen Brown thing. I don't know how real that is. Uh, but man, that that would be spectacular, and I'd love to see Ben Simmons in Celtics green too, because that means you're playing him, you know, five times or whatever a regular season, and maybe in the playoffs, and we can just hate on him and just hammer him every time yes. we play him, hammer him, hammer it'd be, him. It'd be it'd be it'd be a great great matchup. It'll real it'll rekindle, you know, said that the hate that we had for this Boston Celtics team. Mm-hmm. It would definitely refill it. It would be a great, great addition to their team, and and I think that he would work there. He would work there. You think so? Well, they oh, can't yeah. play any defense, so yeah, they need they need. Defense That's what I'm saying. There, so. He'd be the only guy that yeah. can play defense for him. It, it would be great. It really would. Now, are we going to have Jari Evans on the show today? I I, I just tell him wait for the text back. Can yeah, let me text him again. Yeah, I now, text you know because he's in a unique position this week because he can talk Saints too. Exactly. That's, That's where said. he played. That's where he spent yep. his career. And you know, he went to Bloomsburg. Yep. Yep. He's a PSAC guy. Yep. From the city. It's pretty good, man. You get going to the pros from Bloomsburg, man. How about that? That is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Because I started at Shippensburg, and they've put a couple of guys into the pros over their, their history, as has Kutztown. Well, Kutztown, you know? I played with a guy from Kutztown. He played linebacker for the Broncos, the, for right? The Broncos, yeah. Yeah. Yep. From Kutztown. Yeah. Mobley, I think his yep. last name was. Yep, not Katina Mobley, but um, John Mobley. Yeah, that's it. 
Yep. And of course, Ed Reed. Exactly. <laughs> so let me see. Uh, hmm. Is he gonna is he gonna come on in the first hour or the or the next or the second hour? Come on, not Jar. Not Ed Reed. What am I talking about? You talking about um? You talking about um? Long the Bills time. receiver. Yep. yep. Andre yeah. Reed. Andre Reed. Yeah. Andre Idiot. Reed. Yep. Ed Reed. Why do I have <laughs> Ed Reed? You know why? Because I saw recently in the last couple of days a photo of our pal Tony Bruno with Ed Reed down in in Florida at you know inducting him into the Florida State uh Sports Hall of Fame I Get guess because here. he played at the yeah. U they cuz he's not from Florida he's from Louisiana I think he's from like New Orleans or something but he was inducted into the Florida State uh Sports Hall of Fame because he played with the Miami uh, Hurricanes and that's where I see it that's why I got Ed Reed on the brain well I mean I I follow him uh on IG and Twitter yeah. And, uh, you know, he has some pretty good stuff every once in a while. You know what I mean? Is he coaching right now? Is he on the he, staff? He, he's not on the staff, but he spends a lot of time with um with the Hurricanes now. Oh, okay. And, 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 you know, it just so happens that uh, one of my fraternity brothers, who's actually it's, – it's actually our founder's day, but um, one of my fraternity brothers is a running back coach, and I played with him at Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he, he – you know, I was, I was around them this weekend. Well, this last weekend just passed. Well, they just hired a new athletic director down there. Yeah, they yesterday, did. as a matter of fact. Yep. I just so now a lot of people are saying that Manny Diaz might be back on the hot seat. Um, you know, with a new AD coming in. Well, I mean, they they did just lose his last game. It's supposed to be a very horrible yeah, game. They lost to Florida State, right? Right. Yeah, they yeah. should beat them. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't lose the Florida State when you're in Miami, bro. Those no. Florida teams take all that very seriously, man. Right. Very seriously. Not yeah, well, out there quick. Maybe Ed, Reed, Ed Reed looks like an OG now, doesn't he? With the beard, and he's like all gray. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, what was that commercial that LeBron used to be in, where they dress him up with the with the guy with the beard, and he go out and, and school guys on the playground? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that? That's what Ed Reed movie. looks like. It was yeah, there was a movie. Yeah. yeah um, what was that? Um, he looks. It was like, actually a pretty good movie. It was. Yeah, man, it was a pretty good movie. He, he um, it was, it was him. It was a bunch of people on the um that played on that team. What was that movie called? Old school? Uh, not old school. Not old school. Uncle Drew. There it is. Oh, right there, there it is. Shit, that Ash. Uncle Drew. That was a movie. Yes, it was a movie. Yeah, I didn't know that. It was, a, it was a real good movie too. Pretty good, man. You need to check it out. Twenty eighteen. Yep. Pretty good movie. Shaq was in it. Yep. Oh, and Kyrie. I guess Shaq it was Kyrie. Kyrie who I was thinking about. That was that was the guy they that had the beard, right? Yep. Him. All of them had beards. <laughs> it was uh, I think Stacy um was Stacy King or Reggie was Miller was in it too. Yep. Okay, so I'm probably thinking of Kyrie. It was a yeah. Pepsi commercial you're talking about though. Yes. Yeah, that was Pepsi Kyrie, commercial. not LeBron. Yeah. LeBron was- could wear that though. Oh, no question. Like, I could see him in about another 10, 15 years with that beard, having it be all gray and grow it out. You know, and then he he, he wouldn't need the Beijing anymore no. because he'd be old enough to just be bald. Right. You know? <laughs> Beijing makes a comeback. I never knew what Beijing was until I started doing this show with you. Now I can't get it out of my head. Freaking Beijing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I I was just sort of you know fantasizing to think like could this team actually now that I think they are committed 
to running the football because they know that's the only chance or that's the thing that gives them the greatest chance to be competitive and win games. There's no turning back from it now. So with the division being as bad as it is and the Jets on the schedule, if they can somehow find a way to beat New Orleans at home, it's a winnable game. You could set yourself up for a, you know, a nine and eight type of season and squeak in as the seventh seed. Well, it's, it's very doable. And especially with this new, this newfound identity, especially on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. they have shown the ability to run it on whoever they want to run it on, regardless who's in front of them. And right. once you get to a point, as a, as a play caller and a point as a player where it doesn't matter who you're playing against, you know, you play, you know, when I played with the Steelers, we, we looked at the, you know, the guys across from us, there was no face in that helmet. Mm-hmm. There was no number on the Jersey. Those were just guys that we were playing against. It was all about you. It was all about did. us. Yeah. We yeah. fell as though we already, pra- we already played against the best team in the league on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. We played against our defense. Our defense played against us, special teams. We felt as though we were all that. We were the, you know, we were the best team in 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 the NFL. So I'm already practicing against, you know, Joey Porter, who's the best pass rusher in the league. Um, I'm already double teaming Casey Hampton, who's the best nose guard in the league. You know, I'm already having to, you know, figure out all right, where Troy Palomaro is the best safety in the league, you know, while we're out there. Because once I played against them in practice. I didn't care about who was at the field after that. You know, I mean, it didn't matter who it right. was. So it helped me and helped this team develop into one of those teams. All right, when we stepped on the field, we felt as though it was already won. You could see the demeanor also in the um, other teams. You could see it kind of falter a little bit just because when we walked on the field, it looked like, man, look at that. Oh, there's Jerome right. Bettis. There was an intimidation factor. Already locked in. In the well, brand of the exactly, Steelers. Because everybody exactly. knew what they were going to get, you know, as far as – the identity of the team and everybody knew what that was all about. And it's like, you know, they're not, there's no frills. We know what they're going to try to do. Uh, we just got to try to stop. It, it got to a point, yeah. Harry, it really got to a point where we'd be, we're, we're lined up and it's all right. Hey, we're going to double team him to that back over there. Mm-hmm. We would say it in front of them. We didn't care. Right. We would say it in front of them and still do it. And that's the type of attitude that this, you know, the run game has to be for this, this Eagles team, they got to be like, all right, you know, oh, you going to double team me? Yes, we're double teaming you to him. I'm mm-hmm. telling you what we're about to do. And sometimes they would take themselves out of the game and, 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 and do something stupid just because we made, you know, we made the call. And they just, you know, take themselves totally out of the play just by trying to counteract what we were trying to do. Right. And it, and it ended up being something, you know, that we use, you know, just to, you know, mess with their head. But we would kill people just because we stepped on the field and we already knew we were going to win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it was crazy how that was. Well, the Eagles have to have that same type of demeanor with this running game. It doesn't matter who you put in front of us. You don't matter how people, yeah. how many people you put uh, in the box. We don't care. We're still going to run it. We're going to get five yards here, ten yards here. Every once in a while, you might kept hold us to two yards. But we're going to have gains, you know, nominal gains as this game goes on because you're not going to be able to stop us. Is and there that's the kind of attitude that they have? Is there a team right now in the NFC that has that kind of of swag? No, I don't think so either. Even with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, yep. you like. Well, I but guess, you you do have the point where you know you look all right. He's he's going to throw it to, you know, um, Devontae. Devontae, you know, he's going to throw it to him. You do have that. You know, all right, there's nothing you can do to stop that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just you know that, that that's an attitude, and it's kind of the attitude I thought Dallas used to have with Zeke. Mm-hmm. They used to have that type of attitude with Zeke, but I don't know. You know, it, it's kind of left. It's left the building. I mean, he's always falling forward. You know, his right. first part of his career, he was always falling forward. No matter if you hit him in the backfield, he would still fall forward for like three or four yards, man. And that's intimidating, man. It's like, man, damn, whatever we're doing is not working because he's still getting yards every time we hit him. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, that's intimidating. C.D. Lamb is really emerging now to be a real part of like their identity. No question. You can't that, stop him. Yeah. He, I mean, he gets open. He finds a way to get open. And you, you have players like that. It's crazy because, you know, even like I said, I'm looking back and, and playing with Hines. I promise you, Hines was slow as pond water, bro. Mm-hmm. Hines is so slow. I could, I could probably, you know, we'd probably be neck and neck in the 40. Now, where do you get a phrase like that? <laughs> I never heard that before. I would from that you. move. It's just <laughs> That's what my pops, man. My pops used to say that, man. Oh, boy, you slow as pond water. He's he's mess me all the time, man. Uh-huh. Well, what kind of athlete are you? Why I come home? Why did they give you a, a scholarship? Boy, you're really? so lazy. Oh, yeah. He's like, boy, you are so lazy. Why are you so lazy? You know what I'm saying? He just, just, just be killing me, man. I was like, come on, pops. Come on now. I'm, I'm a pretty good athlete, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you play basketball, too. I mean, come on, pops. You got to lay yeah. off. Oh, he used to be on me, man. My pops was something special, bro. C.D. Lamb has 726 yards receiving. Leads wow. the Cowboys. 15.4 average yards per catch and six touchdowns. He's you don't even hear about Amari Cooper. No, you don't. He's got he's got five touchdowns of Cooper. Almost 600 yards receiving. But he's kind of an afterthought right now. Exactly. Then, what does Michael is Gallup have? Um, Gallup. Boy. Oh, he's way down here. He's missed a bunch of games. He's only yeah, played yeah. two games. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, seven catches on 12 targets, 78 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah, he's hardly played. Well, you look at the stream, they're saying that um that you're just saying that Pollock is better than than Zeke. Mm. I mean, Pollock is good. He's a yeah, very, very I think he's good. good. I think he's good as a one A. Yes, yes. You know, I think he needs Zeke there or exactly. another back there. You know what exactly. I mean? It's he's a nice complimentary back. You try to you try to put him out there and play him every single snap. Things start changing a little bit when you do that. Mm-hmm. But you know, Zeke, Zeke, man, there's so much that that kid can do, man. It's just, I don't know what it is. He just got laser. So once he got the money, but man, that dude was amazing his first couple of years. Oh, amazing. Yeah. You know, um, well, it, it takes a it takes a toll, man. Yeah, yeah being a running does. back, I think it, yeah. I think it just adds up, man. All all the pounding that you take. I mean, what what is he? He's got 663 yards in nine games with seven touchdowns. He's averaging 4.7 a crack. Still pretty darn good. I can't wait for Sanders to get back. And but I yeah. hope they don't I hope they don't change it too much, man, as far as you know, how they're how they're divvying up the run plays. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying all right, they don't want Howard, you know, they don't want, you know, take Howard out. Well we we you know when you look at Miles Sanders, bro, he's got it all, man. He's got it all. Yeah, the, the one thing about him though is is he doesn't hit the hole like Howard does. Like he kind of tries to dance a little bit. Right, 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 yeah. right. But he dances looking for the opportunity to take it to the house. Mm-hmm. Like he he can take it to the house. Howard can't do that. Howard no. will give you though. Howard will give you eight yards here, seven yards here. 
And you know, and, that, and that's 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 great complimentary um football. Right. You have a guy that can break loose like Sanders can, you know. He can maybe hit the hole. You, you go ahead and tenderize with Howard, hit the hole, hit the hole, yeah. pound him, pound him, pound him. All of a sudden you put Sanders in there and pow, he's out the gate. All right, let's let's game. continue talking about Sanders and his uh, return to the lineup when we come back. We'll take a short time out. You're listening to The Middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel with Barrett Brooks and Harry May. Still waiting on Aton Shander's return. Back after this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Dockery, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. And welcome back to the middle. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. And we're talking about Miles Sanders, who uh, looks to make his return to the lineup this week after being on that short-term IR. And that's really one of the sort of the mysteries about this week's game is how are they going to incorporate him back into the offense, which has now sort of found its groove as a run-first 
offense, it's kind of ironic how this all, you know, turned out as he goes away, <laughs> right. you know, injured, <laughs> and all of a sudden they become a running team. Yet he's the number one back. And the guy that was for some reason in mothballs on on the practice squad for the first couple of weeks of the season, which we couldn't figure out why anyway, um, is now sort of a front and center focal point of what they do. So how does Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen, you know, sort of bring Sanders back into the fold here without really sacrificing, I, I guess, you know, what they their success? Yeah, you know, it's almost like you're looking at at. at and, you know, you're going to mess up the whole chemistry that you have, you know, going for the last two weeks, you know, or mm-hmm. three weeks. You know, you don't want to mess that chemistry up. You don't want to mess up the vibe that they have. You know, and I, I don't, I doubt seriously if that would happen. I think it'll be a smooth transition for Miles Sanders to come in and, and, and be that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say bell cow. He's not going to be a bell cow back because they don't yeah. do things like that in the NFL anymore. But I can see him being a guy well, this coming team in. especially doesn't. Right, right, you know, right. I mean, you this know? deal. I mean, there's a bell cow in Tennessee, but he's a, he's no, you know, he gets obviously hurt, but that's a bell. That's a definition of a bell cow. Yes. That's the only okay. guy that's doing that right now. <laughs> right. That's the only guy that can do that right now for the past yeah. three years. But um, I think it's going to, it's going to hurt Kenneth Gainwell. I think the most mm-hmm. um, it's going to cut his reps from, he already wasn't having, but what, two or three reps a game to yeah. none. But like I said, you know, how can you put it? I mean, is he is he that much of a dynamic dynamic pair to put him in there uh, somewhere else? Is he a necessity to have on the field? Maybe he takes reps from somebody else. You know, um, do they believe that he's one of those guys who can come in and be that much of a threat that we have to find a way to put Kenneth Gainwell on the field at right. the running back position? We don't need him right now. No, you know what I'm saying. We don't. I like your him. idea of putting him in the slot and maybe getting, you know, taking some Aragor snaps. That would be amazing. That would be the best bet that they can do, you know, because you know they, they preached all this competitiveness and you know, and the best player is going to play and all this, you know, throughout camp. Yeah. Let, let me see you and put your money where your mouth is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, I want to see what you know what, what what you're really talking about because Jalen Rager. I'm sorry to say it, and I played. I played with his pops. Me and his mm. pops like this. Yeah. And he just, he just not doing anything to be that dynamic player. And I don't want to hear any excuses, because if you're the player that you saying you could be, you're the player which we thought you could be, and we drafted in the first round, you'd be doing more. You would do a lot more, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, I can't say anything. But all right, you haven't showed me enough to think that you could be on this field and be. A, 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 a integral part of this offense. You haven't showed me that. Mm-hmm. You haven't done anything. You've done something one game, and then you got hurt that game. Since then, you still haven't done anything. Your first round pick, you're expected to play and play immediately yeah. and play at a high level. You haven't shown the ability to do it. Man. And I don't want to hear, oh, what he's just throwing the ball to Smith. Well, if you're open, Jalen Hurts is going to get you the ball. All right. Maybe maybe you could have maybe you could have his pops start an Instagram account (laughs) and start putting video up of the all 22 saying that Jalen Hurts isn't intentionally not throwing to Jalen Rager. Exactly. (laughs) You know, you think how he would be like in a you know, he'd pull uh, Sirianni aside into one of the little meeting rooms and be like, dude. You're a wide receivers coach by trade. Can you please do something to help me look better here with these this stiff that I drafted out of TCU and that other guy out of Stanford? Can you please find a way? 
to make them part of the offense. We all see it. You got a sec? Yeah, we all we all see it. Yeah. Oh my God. Honestly. But you know, I mean it's bad. You can't say anything other than all right, is the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. The production you have is the production we see. You are what your production is saying you are. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any excuses. Are oh, they're not getting the balls? We are they're not. No, 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 no. You can't. Do you that. still get access to the the all twenty two? Yes, yes, yes. So I don't get it till today. Oh, okay. So from the previous week, like you'll get Denver stuff today. Yep. So you'll be able to go and and look, you know, go back and see on however many snaps uh, Rager had, like what exactly he did. I'd be, I'd love to know that. I, I'd wish we could go through that as you're looking at it. Oh, I wish we could. Yeah. We, I'd find my circle, excuse me, I'll circle him. Mm-hmm. And I see like, look, here, here's what he has right here. And I'll watch the route, see if he's doing anything. Cause what's making Smith a good player is his ability to create separation in his route running. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he separates, he, he does the little things. Even though he's small, yeah, he still bends his routes in a manner which he gets that separation. Yeah. Like you know, on his routes, you know, when when you're a receiver and like you might have an inside route or you might have an in or an out. When he's attacking the the DB, he's running right up on him. He's he's looking him eye to eye, squaring his face, and he and he's and he's going at a full speed. Then he makes the move. A lot of the times I watch Jalen Rager, he projects the move before it ha- before he even does the move. Like he, if he's going that way, he'll be he'll be moving his body that kind way, kind of like leaning this. that it way. Go that way, yeah. It go the same way he's moving. So he's basically putting a blinker on before he turns right. to, <laughs> to tell the defensive back, "Yeah, I'm going. I'm going this way. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll go like this, and all of a sudden he'll <laughs> still go that way. I mean, you could fake him or something, but he's not doing that. Or you use your body. Mm-hmm. You get this one, and you bend into him, lean into him a little bit. And then create that separation to come out. He doesn't do those little things that create separation. There's a lot of things you can do to give yourself an advantage, especially as a wide receiver in this league. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of everything that they're doing is to help the offense. Right. They're giving the offense the autonomy to do so much. Like you can't touch them um, um, after five yards. Oh my goodness. Yeah. After, yeah, after think about that. Once they hit six, you yeah. can't touch them anymore. Back in the back in the day. <laughs> You oh, be able to just hang on to guys and literally Bro. mug them down the field. Look at this. I'm I'm playing. Um, it was my it was my first year. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, what was his name? Um, Freddie Solomon. Oh yeah, South Carolina State wide yeah. receiver. We're playing. Um, not one of my. It was my. It was my second or third. Second or third year. We're playing Dallas, and Dion is lined up across from from um from Irvin Fryer. Mm-hmm. So. He runs a slant on him. He goes a boom, boom, runs a slant on him, catches a slant. He goes again. He runs another slant. Boom, boom, catches a slant. He goes out again. Catches a slant. So now Dion is pissed because he's caught like two or three slants in a row on Dion. You know what I'm saying? This is Irvin Fryer. Right. So all of a sudden, it's time for <laughs> Freddie Solomon to come out there and give um give um Fryer Fry guy a, a rest. So he gets in there. He has the same thing. He has a slant, and he knows he got him. And at this point, Dion's not even tripping off who's in the game now. He's pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. Man, this dude keep keeping the slant. He, why does he keep catching the slant on me? He catching the slant. Why does he keep catching the slant? I'm in the game. I'm looking at him. He's pacing. He's not even worried about the snap count or anything. 
he's just pacing back and forth in front of Freddie Solomon. Um, you know, during it wouldn't have been, he, it's not Freddie. Freddie was older. Freddie was with the Dolphins and the Niners back in the in the, in like the eighties and stuff. It, it's a different Solomon. If you're thinking of a Solomon, hold on now. Let me see. Hold on. Let me look it up. There's a Jesse Solomon, Jesse Solomon, but he would have been gone by then too. You know, he's a linebacker. No, 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 no. Let me see. Freddie. What's Freddie? Freddie. I think it was Freddie Solomon. Well, the Freddie Solomon played from seventy-five to eighty-five. I remember him with the Niners. Let me see. Uh, Wait, that's another Freddie Solomon. Let's see if this is a different one. This yeah, is, this has to be it. It is Freddie's, but it's Freddie Lee Solomon Jr. Different okay. Freddie's. South Carolina State. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was only in the league three years, all with the Eagles. Right. But exactly. I, I had him confused with the original, the OG Freddie Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> who was with the Niners with uh, Montana. I'm thinking, wait, wait a second. That guy played with Montana. Right, right, right. Freddie, no, Freddie, it's my guy. You know, Freddie, priest talk this. Oh, baby. It's Freddie, baby. That's the way he used to talk, man. He's like, my guy. Fred, so look, uh, Fred Barnett, too. There was yeah, another Fred. Fred. Yeah. I love but, that um, guy. Well, look, let me finish the story. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. After, you know, after, after you know, Urban Fry ran all the slants on him, he's going against – now he's going – he's in the slot now. Now he's going to run the same slants. So he saw – he already saw Michael um, uh, Urban Fryer run all these slants on him. He's like, oh, I'm about to get him. So at this point, Dion is pacing back and forth during the snap count. He's like – he's not even worried about Freddie. You know, he's like, oh, man, I got him. So then – it was on two. He said, down, set. So Fred did like this. Oh, I got him now. Hut, hut. And as soon as Freddie came off the ball, he did like this. Dion grabbed him. Boom. Threw him on the ground and started pacing again. While the play is still going on, he was still pacing. Talking about is how, that right? was, how Michael Irvin, uh, not Michael Irvin, Irvin Fryer, had just ran all those slants on him. Boom, threw him on the ground and stood over him and then started pacing back and forth while the play is still going on. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He'd have gotten two flags for that today. <laughs> exactly. He'd have got exactly. defensive holding or pa- defensive holding and a taunting foul. Exactly, man. It was crazy, <laughs> man. I mean, that's how that's how physical it used to be with wide receivers and DBs. Right. And Dion wasn't even a physical player. He was no, just but pissed he, off. He was so pissed off that he yeah. did that, man. So pissed off. And I can remember battles with Bobby Taylor and Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got to a point where those two were fist fighting on routes, fist fighting on routes. You can't do that these days. No, they let those the good days. do everything. Yeah, those were that's that was football. <laughs> Great football, <laughs> Great football, man. I'm yeah. playing against. You know, I can remember. I'm going against. Uh, I'm. I'm it's El Gato, Leon Lett, uh-huh. and then now Charles Haley. I'm over Charles Haley. Talking about some battles, man. I mean, yeah. every single. Play was a battle. I was fighting for my life, man. Me he have like Matt. five Super Bowl rings. Yeah, Charles <laughs> he's Taylor. got five of them. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's got between five the of Cowboys them. and the Niners, right? Yep, yep, yep. And I can remember, uh, you was his name. Um, who else is on the team? I mean, I had a squad back then, man. A squad, squad. You know, everybody on their team. They had, um, you know, that played at a high level, man. Was 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 there? Crazy. That team won the Super Bowl that year too. Dude, Super was, Bowl that next year. He was like six six. Yeah, yeah. Charles Haley. He was crazy, man. Yeah. Stop, crazy. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go back here to these uh, to these standings because I see people in the chat saying that, you know, two losses max over the, the remainder of the season, and it's possible. I agree. 
Oh, like that's too. that's the number because if you can, that would get you to nine and eight. And I think nine and eight, you have a chance. I'm not saying you're in, but you have a chance with all the tiebreaker teams that they've already beaten. If they got to nine and eight somehow, and I don't care how you do it, you. But I think you'd have to beat um, the Saints one of the this week. Wins, you know, beat one of them, and then you got. We have to beat. One of those teams twice and right. split one and beat the Jets will be good. Yeah, you beat the Jets. I mean, I'm almost like you got to count the Jets as an automatic you have in, in this scenario. Yeah. I know that's scary to do even in, you know, with them. <laughs> I get that. Um, but I, I think that's that's one that you'd have to count as an automatic. I mean, they could lose to the Giants and or Washington. You know, I don't care how bad – either of those teams might be that that can happen each and every year. I mean, you know, Washington stepped up and beat Tampa. I mean, it it can happen. We, we should do well against, we should do very, very well against all the division. In fact, I think we'll do a lot better against um, Dallas, regardless if they had Dak Prescott or not in there because their, their, their biggest kryptonite is a team that runs the ball. So they can't stop the ball as well. They can stop the pass, mm-hmm. but they can't stop you when to run the ball consistently. Because that's what that's how that's how Denver beat them. Right. They ran the ball and then went over the top on play action. That's how you beat a Dallas team. And Dak looked like Yeah, he looked crap. trash too. Yeah. He looked yeah, yeah. he looked terrible. He that was the first thing. They were dropping back. everything, you know. Yeah. They were dropping everything. All tight ends dropping everything. So they can they can beat even now, you know, head to head. They have a legitimate shot of beating Dallas with this run game. You just people understand how how unique it is to have a run game which nobody can stop. You know, because mm-hmm. it really puts you not only in a great position because that's the best defense against a good offense. That's the best defense, right? Keeping them off the field. There he is. <laughs> hey, there he is. What's up? What up, bro? Nothing, man. What's going on? Good, man. Good. You all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, long Did morning. Did you get sick the last one? No, I didn't get sick the last one. I, I had to go to a different one this time. That's all. A lot of people are saying that when they get the booster, that's the worst one that they've ever had. Like they get uh, more of a reaction the next day than they did for the the other two or whatever. I don't that's, know. I just drank a bunch of water and I had to wait for a freaking hour. But other than that. What, was there a line? No, I... <laughs> So I'm at the minute clinic part because that's where they tell you to to check in. And then you move on and finally you get pushed back to like where you even where you first come in on like the pharmacy line. Mm -hmm. So I was at the minute clinic waiting for like 40 minutes because there was only one person on staff and nobody told me that I needed to go to the regular pharmacy like when 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 have you ever gotten a shot at a pharmacy that's where i got mine yeah right. that's what yeah at my family the got bad mines there also yeah yeah uh we're the right aid it's like you know a half a block down from me your booster or your regular ones i'm regular not getting the booster. booster i've had my enough shots i'm done. i got the regular ones at the school up here at uh oh, okay. not northfield what would it be um but north penn Right. Okay. So I got I, I mine. Got at, my tip, my, my the same way, bro. High I got school. mine at school. Yeah. Right. So I didn't know any better. I thought, hey, the last time I had to get something, oh, I had to get for the baby. I had to get that whooping cough. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a whooping cough vax 
at the what's it called? Um, the Minute Clinic. So that's the only time I've ever been to a pharmacy to get a shot was the whooping cough vax at the Minute Clinic. So I didn't know that I had to be at the other one. Okay, but so it's I'm really the forty minute clinic now. No, well, it's it is the minute clinic <laughs> if if you're there for the right reason. It's okay. the forty minute clinic if you're an idiot and you're waiting on the wrong line. <laughs> and everybody's so nice, like you know, who are you going to be mad at? You can only be mad at yourself, right? Oh, big Chris, I'm sorry. Oh, oh boy, I'm sorry, big Chris. What do you think about the Philadelphia Eagles, Barrett? There you go. Is that is that more your tone and speed, Big Chris? Can you keep up? Fuck out of here. Oh, man. Get the fuck out of here, Big Chris. How about that? Fuck you. We, we were just uh, fantasizing about playoffs. Right. So maybe that's maybe that's why that is. Uh, <laughs> there's a legitimate shot, man. I mean, legitimate shot. I mean, I I can't believe that I'm even putting myself to think like this now because now I'll go into games and when I'm watching games now and I'll have that, like, I almost feel like I'm playing when I watch Philadelphia Eagles football, man, because I have so too many emotions right. tied into it. And, and and this year, remember I told you I was going to try to, you know, divest my, my, my emotions from, from and detach myself totally emotionally from this Philadelphia Eagles team. And you've been successful in doing that until they started running the ball. Mm -hmm. That running the ball gets me, man. It gets me every single time, man. I can't help it, bro. I can't help it. Right. I cannot help it. I mean, it just, it just, it, 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 it just totally pulled me back in because now you're running the ball. I've been screaming about this for the longest time, run the ball. And now they're doing it. Now it got me back in. It pulled me back in. And then you just come on today and to talk about this whole playoff situation. I even try to keep myself from talking about it with Barkan and them. I know. It got me, you got me back in. Then, well, then here's the thing. You're honestly, if you're talking about you or anybody else talking about playoffs today, then, then you're a hypocrite because <laughs> you should be attacking Nick Sirianni for being the reason why you weren't talking about playoffs after week two. Why you weren't well, talking. That's about, true too. So, so yeah. that, that, Really? I mean, honestly, yeah. anybody who's all high and giddy about this team should be coming down on Nick Sirianni because you were the same people who were right about right. Them not making the playoffs. And instead of being four and six, right. they might be six and four at this point. Right. And you're looking at like, hey, you know, this is right. this is we can only screw it up from here instead of we got to win, you know, at least what uh, you got to get what? Six, no, five of the next seven games in order to have a chance. So that means you can't you really got to get the nine, but but I will yeah. say, you so know, go after, go after the reason why you aren't you weren't in the playoffs with the jump. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my glass half full, man. Right. But I will say this this game is a much, a must read, a must win. I'm sorry, what's a must read? A must win simply because we need this tiebreaker. This mm-hmm. is an absolute absolute must because we need this tiebreaker. Man, I can see us even losing to the Jets and it meaning nothing, but this game means more than anything because it's a tiebreaker game and it's in the NFC. We got to win these NFC games, man. We got to. Mm-hmm. True, so, but if they, if they found a way to lose to the Jets, man, you could sit there and say we don't even deserve the playoffs, no, even we if we deserve. get it. You can't lose to the Jets. Not even, and especially Wilson will be back then too. 
Oh man, it'll maybe. Be you, maybe. You what happens I, if they put Flacco in and all of a sudden they win this week? And he knows, and Flacco knows this offense. He knows the defense. He played he against knows those the guys. Eagles. Right. Yeah, he knows them yeah. very, very well. He knows their little, you know, tricks and trade. You know, and that's that's a lot of you'll see a lot of teams do that. Teams will go in and get practice squad players from other teams right. before they play. Just them, to get a little insight. To get all the yeah. information right. from them. And then they come that week, they'll cut them after they get all the information. They do that all the time. Right. Yeah. Didn't the Broncos get a guy from the Eagles practice squad a couple yep. of weeks ago? One of the cornerbacks? Yep. No, the Eagles got one. He, that's, that's what he said. Or the, or the Eagles no, got one. From yeah, the Eagles, yeah, yeah. Eagles yeah. got Denver. the cornerback. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. Yep. They went and got him. Yeah. This, this show is too chat dependent. I'm sorry. We got we got to make a new move. Like we are way too chat dependent. What are you talking about? Like we have 99 people watching, and we're beholden to five people on the chat. Like we got it. We got to move away from that. Don't worry about that, man. We talking football. It's just the phone. Oh, you of all people, Tony. (laughs) There's pot calling. Hey, seriously. Like seriously, we got people watching. So got to reward that. Uh, way too chat dependent. Bar- Barrett's um, kettle. In this call, yeah. Seriously. My peoples. <laughs> Seriously. You, you guys should have a chat on the post game show that you Bro, do. you know I talked to I've talked to my guys, man, even yeah. on other other platforms. Yeah, I talked to them on like IG. Yeah. I talk to them on IG all the time, bro. Yeah. They hit me up, man. We go back and forth, man. For the post game show? For your no, 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 just, just, oh. just, just regular, just, just regular, just, you know, hit me up, man. Because Barkham would get ripped for those glasses by a lot of people if there was. He does hat. still. He does. He does still. Oh yeah, he does still. <laughs> I hope. Blue frames. Blue frames. <laughs> the blue frames. Well, the people write in. They? they get. They yeah. send letters. Yeah, they do all that. You know, they 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 comment on the social media. Wait, somebody writes time. a letter. Yeah, and sends it into write- NBC Sports saying that I don't like your glasses. Bro, I had a letter sent when I was back when I was doing quick slants. A, a, a viewer watched and said, "You know, you need to stop cussing. I don't like when you cuss." I'm like, "What did I? I, I can't remember what I cussed about." How can you cuss on quick slants anyway? That was like the show with D Gun on TV, yeah. right? I think I said uh, that was a good show. I said, "Forget those damn cowboys." Oh, okay, wow. So later on, the letter said, "You didn't have to say damn." Um, about the cows, my wife was watching. Oh my goodness! Because I said, "Damn!" I said, "All right, no. all right." That's why I try not to cuss as much. I, I you know, I leave it alone because people get sensitive over. So I, I, I try not to. Oh. I try not to cuss, man. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's me. Seriously, he was like, he was mad about it. He was He wrote a letter, a handwritten letter. It wasn't typed. It was handwritten. You didn't wow. even curse. <laughs> All right, we got right. something here from uh, John McMullen eight seconds ago on Twitter. Uh, well, we should break. It's okay. All right. Hold on. Let me we'll, we'll get to that when we come back then because it's about Dallas Goddard. Okay. My God, man. All right. We're back at three. It's the middle.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city, and every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the hawks who will never die. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. that music what's that that music i just like it me too <laughs> i really want to know uh i really want to know what that song is man if there is some lyrics to it bro <laughs> it was just created there was uh yeah. like the catalog stuff that was created. That's all. nobody bought I it i love it man Guitars. now this could be concerning yep regarding uh goddard mcmullen tweets that he is still in the concussion protocol and the Eagles have scaled back to a walkthrough today and Goddard will likely be estimated as out. Wow. Now, do you take that for the game or just for the walkthrough today? I mean, that sounds like the game. Yeah, I think that is the game. 
out so for the game. That's a problem. Well, why yeah. you expected him to play after that hit? Well, I don't know that I expected him to play. I was hoping that he would play. Okay. Because I mean, think about it. I mean, now you got Stoll and you know the the rookie from Buffalo, Tyree, whatever Jackson. Yep. Is he yeah, all Tyree of a sudden going to emerge into something? He, I know he's getting a couple of snaps, but he has yet to do anything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no. you know that that's they're going to have to. I mean, if he's not playing, then they have to bring up uh, Richard Rogers off the practice squad again. Is he still uh, there? Activate him. I think he is on. The, he's still there. Yeah. So I mean, didn't I see? I thought I saw him last week on the sideline. Yeah, he's still on the practice squad. He is Richard Rogers. Yeah, he's still on the practice squad. So, I mean, they can activate him, but who do they who do they put down for him? That'll be the question because at this point, they they got to have Richard Rogers. I mean, and you know, if they're running the ball, it he'd be a a great piece yeah. to run the ball with him. You know, he has he, yet to play this year yet, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's been in the league so long, he knows how to he he knows what he needs to do to to be a um an integral part of that run game. You know, he'll he'll be good. So I think he'll be all right. So Stoll and um and, and Jackson will be in 13 personnel. If they do play action, they'll be the route runners and they'll they'll keep Richard Rogers in the block. Hmm. You know, but I mean that's I, I can still see I, I don't think they miss a beat as far as run blocking. Yeah, but, but they I mean, will as miss far him as in the playmaking, past. playmaking. Yeah, playmaking in the past. Yeah. They'll have to look to Tyree Jackson to be that guy. And, you know, he didn't show me much last week. He didn't do anything last week. Nope. But he has to step up, man. What's up, my guy? Has, he has all the numbers. He has all the intangibles you want. You know, when I look at him, let me look his his, his, uh, his intangibles up. Well, he should be throwing a running backs a little more than if – or That yeah. too. That too. Right, like I mean, Sanders. Sanders coming back. Catching yep. balls out of the backfield would be nice. Yep. yep. Well, see, that's it. Tyree Jackson is 6'7", 250. Yeah. I mean, I like that either way you look at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, you know, he's still a, a transition, like, work in progress. Right, 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 right. right. We're talking but, about a, 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 a game that is really a game that you got to win if you're going to entertain any type of playoff fantasies. Well, sorry. So they go into they go into um 21 personnel or 22 personnel, two running backs, one tight end, or two running backs, two tight ends. That's still an offense that, you know, you have to keep an extra guy in the box to defend. So then you have, you know, what do you have? Howard and um and 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 Sanders in the game. I mean, you have to leave Howard in the block, you throw in passes, you get, you know, Sanders on an angle route, you know, in the, and get him in the middle of the field. That's that I mean, that's still the odds of a receiver, I mean, a linebacker covering him is is, is slim to none. You know, so I see a matchup problem there. And still on the outside, you know, with that extra safety in the box, it could open up for the guys on the outside. So maybe you have big games out of your receivers. You know, you need a big game, you know, from a play action standpoint from guys like, you know, Smith and and guys like, uh, you know, guys like um, uh, Quez Watkins. Yeah. Those wow. are all guys that could, you know, really make some things happen. Sirianni on, on Miles. If he looks healthy, he's definitely going to go. Well, he called that, that him our he starter when he's healthy. That, well, if he looks healthy. But that means he, if he says that he's talking about him, he's he's definitely healthy. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a good point. Definitely know. healthy. So hopefully. Um, so you have him making the playoffs play. but losing this game? No, no, I don't have him making the playoffs. I'm trying to figure out a way what they need to do. I think they've got to go a minimum of nine and eight. 
to entertain it because they own tiebreakers over a couple of the other teams that are in the same mix, except for San Francisco. So if they can beat the Saints, they'd have the tiebreaker over them. The only other team in the mix is the Vikings, which you really have no control over head-to-head. That would become your team that you have to root against on a weekly basis. And they play the Packers this week and have a pretty tough schedule down the stretch. Yep. So, I don't know. A seventh team as a playoff team, I guess (laughs) you look at it like, yeah, they got no chance to do anything once they're there, but it, it might be a great experience for some of these young players going forward. That's about it. For whom? For the young players. Yeah. It's not the, the NBA though. It's not like the young, like, you know, who's to say these guys are going to be there the next time they make the playoffs. Doesn't guarantee that they're going to make the playoffs the next year or the following year. NBA. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. young guys, young stars get kicked out in the first round because they are going to be the guys there definitively, but I don't know. Well, in that case, with the NBA, it's also a series, so you'd get more than one game. You'd get like, well, yeah, I mean, it's all equal. Games, whatever. All equal. It's all experience. Right? Yeah, definitely. That's all I me. Mean, but it, just getting there, man. Just getting there is a feat. You know what I mean? That's that's definitely something that you can build on, as far as you know, the psyche of these young guys as they go forward. I mean, not just the young guys and the players on the team, but also that coaching staff. You know, it, it puts them in a position where that you know they start having a little confidence in themselves and confidence in their coaching style as they go forward. You know, and I mean, that's 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 to me that's huge. They need that. You know, I mean, it, it'll just help them as they go forward. You know, all right, we're doing this right, and when we did this right, even we though keep doing that. even though they're going against the wishes of the front office in how right, they're going right, about right. doing it. But you know, it's I, I, the other issue, right? But I, you know what? We want to throw. We want a quarterback that can throw it forty times a game. But see, they want to pattern. I think the organization likes to pattern themselves after a championship team like you know New England. But when you look at New England, they've changed their style of how they play the game so many different times. I remember when they first started winning Super Bowls and they first got well, they ran the ball a whole hell of a lot, man. They didn't mm-hmm. put a lot on on Brady's plate. Mm-hmm. They you know they had Dillard, you know, that they uh handed off to him when he left Cincinnati. Dillon. Yeah, yep. Dillon. Yeah. Dillon. Dillon, yeah. they ran a ball with him. Then they, you know, they went to a, a system where they had two tight ends with 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 Gronk and, and uh, Hernandez. Hernandez. And then from there, you know, once he left, you know, and, and Hernandez was gone, and they changed it up to a, a more um spread offense, open it up, you know, because they had all those West Walkers and all those type of guys. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they've adapted to whatever was winning at that time. Well, this this I think this front office has to do the same thing. Just because you got a quarterback like you have in in um in in, in Kansas City doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you need to win Super Bowls. Yeah, you, know, those you guys just have don't to have what works trees. for your team. What'd you say? Those guys don't grow on trees. Right, right. You just can't go pick them up at the local liquor store, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, you gotta you gotta find somebody like that through work and, and and understand you know what your what what type of team that you want because he might not fit in the system you know yeah. anywhere else but you know they found a system that works for him and it and they definitely you know flourished his talent you know his talent started getting better and better i think this eagles team is trying to find their niche and if they allow them to really find their niche it's going to go away from their conventional wisdom it's going to go away from them wanting to throw the ball away you know like these other teams they need to find out what works for them and that's why 
New England had so much success. They went with what worked for the personnel that they had in that locker room, and that's why they were successful. It wasn't necessarily, you know, that all they just passed the ball. So they just got into this passing thing within the last, you know, you know, 10 years. Before that, it was all running the ball and did two tight end sets, play action, and then they went to a spread system once they had Wes Walker and those guys. You know, and they have to think more so like that than to say, all right, we want that shiny new tool over there because everybody else has toys like that. Yeah, all, that, no, yeah, that shiny new toy was like a special teams guy with the Dolphins, too, before the Patriots got a hold of him. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. You got to so. nurture your, your guys, you know, put them in, a, you know, put them in great positions. And that's exactly, you know, just look at Amendola. He was with the Eagles. Right. On then the practice there, squad. Exactly. Then yeah. he went up there and, and, and blew up. You know, they and that was because, of, yeah. you know, that Brady can make anybody look great. Ah, da, da. Ah, da, da. Yeah. I don't, you know, when nobody's asking, nobody's thinking Jalen Hurts can do that, though. But they also understand this. That defense is the reason why they won a couple of those Super Bowls. They had a great defense. Yeah, and nobody's saying that about our defense. Right, 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 yeah. right. Until, unless they use three first-round draft picks to bolster it next season. Bro, so. it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to understand what you need and what you have and make it work. You see what you need, you draft what you need. But if you're not drafting right now, they have to work with what they have. And what they have is a team that can run the ball consistently. And then, and to me, that's the best defense you can have. A team that can run the ball is the best defense against the other team because you keep the time position on your hands. You don't you keep their quarterback off the field. You allow yourself an opportunity to score as opposed to letting the offense on the other side score. And who are the how many other teams really do it that way? Cleveland? And San Francisco. Ravens. Okay. But the Ravens, the, the quarterback is probably the, he's their most dynamic player on the ground, right. too. Right. 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 I don't think that that is necessarily sustainable. Well, I really don't. And they, and they haven't yet, you know, how many playoff wins do, do they have with, with Lamar? Yeah. It works all, you know, it, right. At it, some it point, it, it, you hit the ceiling of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it works all through the, all through um, the season. Then when you get right. to playoffs, you know, the Titans find a way to stop it. They mm-hmm. have been doing it. Yeah, the, um, the Titans. Well, that was one year. They're another team that is primarily a running yep. team. Yep. And how successful are they? But that's what I'm saying. Look at the quarterbacks on all these teams. Outside of Lamar, who's a dynamic athlete, you know, passing and running. You got, you know, Tannehill, Garoppolo. There's a lot of similarities with, with guys like that. Mayfield. Like that's where I think like Lurie looks at it and says, "No, I want a I want a quarterback that is, you know, one of the upper echelon quarterbacks." Nobody would put those three guys in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. Nope. No, Tannehill at least throws the ball though. Yeah, he does. But I'm saying like like don't you get the idea that they think of Jalen Hurts in that category as opposed to the category that they want? Well, I think Tannehill and, and Jalen Hurts are kind of. I think that if you. With a little more maturity, man, I, I think Jalen Hurts will be better than Tannehill. Tannehill, when he first started his career, he was a he, wide receiver. Yeah, he was in Texas, um, Texas A and M. Yeah, and he actually sucked when he first got to Miami. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good at all. He just got a run game behind him, which made him a lot better as a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is the same. Jalen Hurts is he's on an upward swing, man. He's he's on an upward swing. He's getting better and better. It's not like he hit a ceiling. He's not even close to his ceiling. He has a lot of he has a lot of learning to do. And as he learns more and more, 
that coaching staff learns more and more. What's he and played? 14 games? 14 yeah. games now? That, yeah. How, where is that working recently? What's where that? guys, are, well, you, you've got two people that are learning on the fly. You're going to, if you want Jalen Hurts to grow the, and mature, the and the quarterback, you mean? You need somebody better to, to great, to raise that co- coach or to quarterback him. Well, I mean, the, you can't the just closest, have somebody learning on the fly as well. Well, the, the closest example I've seen, I see with that is not necessarily the coach, the head coach and the, and the, and the quarterback. It's more so the officer coordinator and the, uh, and the quarterback. And I, and I looked at to the Buffalo Bills with that. Buffalo had to work with, Allen, he didn't come to the league and just start burning it up. In fact, he was burning and, and and on his way down before he started ascending. You know what I'm saying? He was on his way down. He sucked his first two years until, you know, him and the, and the officer coordinator really turned things around. Right. You got to learn, man. And they're not giving this kid really enough time to really see what he can be, you know, see what he can evolve into. Well, well and, and the, the whole thing. That's yeah, why it's the that's coach, why too. To the coach. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, and man, it was his that, first head coaching gig, also. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. So if you if you have the decision that Jalen Hurts is your quarterback moving forward, then you can't be can you can't be okay with what he is right now. He has to grow into something still. So how can Sirianni can't be here? You have to bring in you have to bring in a, a good coach. You have to bring in somebody who can grow this quarterback into a top five quarterback. You can't just expect Hurts to do that on his own with RPOs. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's he's changed. He's starting to evolve as his quarterback is starting to evolve. That's why the quarterback is now evolving. He is I mean Sirianni's not the same coach he was four games ago. In he what? Finally realized he's, he's just running now. That's I mean, all he's done is just change the running game. Well, he's exactly. been more reliant on a running game rather so which, than which 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 is allow which is allowing his quarterback plays. now. This which is allowing his quarterback now to evolve and understand, all right, he's going through his progressions better now. He's starting, he's giving, he's giving him an opportunity now to read things and develop as a quarterback. He couldn't do it at first. I don't know, man. Hertz was making plays early on. He just, he was asked to make 50 throws. Right. So it was hard to really break down the good because there were so many different things going on. Right. He was was far too dependent on him overall was the offense. Yes. But so he was exposed with Sirianni. It he's, has changed with Sirianni because he's changed he's the whole. He's not doing offense. anything. He's just asking. He's just asking Hertz to throw le- to like, do less. Th- that's what I mean. No, 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 no. It's not just him asking. The reason why I say you know he's the the head coach has changed because of this. He understands what his players are and what they specialize in now. He, he's 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 playing to his players intangibles the officer line could not pass block so what does he do he changes his system to a running system whether it's you know because of you know the left tackle got hurt mm-hmm. and and because he couldn't move as well as he used to be able to they couldn't block the edges so what do you do if you can't block the edges you have to figure out a way in which to keep the, the offense on the field because before just having Jalen Hurts pass he couldn't because he was getting hit all the time and he was running around because he didn't have time in the pocket. Now they said, okay, then let me play to the, my offensive line strength. I have a 380-pound, six-foot-eight left tackle. I have a pretty good offensive uh, right tackle who, who's, you know, is a, a pretty good athlete. Let me run the ball a little bit. That way we can run play action 
and then give Hurts in time to, to, to look down the field and make accurate throws. That's him evolving as a mentality of, all right, I'm taking advantage of the players that I have on the field at this time, especially at the offensive line. See, it's not just the quarterback that's that's getting better. It's, 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 it's Nick Sirianni understanding that his offensive line could not play to the level to be a passing offense. So he had to change his whole theory, change his whole mindset on how to run the offense because it wasn't working dropping back 50 times a game. But your quarterback's not getting any better. The quarterback it's is getting better. Not, not now throwing he has the football. time. He's not, he's not getting any more accurate than he was. Like there's no, there's nothing that's been worked on with his skill set. Not to say that he can't grow. The only thing that's helped Jalen Hurts is him is Hurts being out there and playing. But there's there's no innovation behind Sirianni's approach to this. If anything, he's had to reduce it even more so. This no, Shannon, well, no, no, they no, have no. they have been moving the pocket a little bit. Hold on, hold on. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They, they're boot protections, but yeah. little things yeah, that, like protection. the second touchdown. Listen, Shannon, let's we, we got to sit down and watch film together. We got to sit down and watch film together. If you watch the second touchdown that he threw to Smith mm-hmm. on that play, Smith was the second option on that. They ran the play play action. And Who was the first? The first option was actually Jalen Rager. Hmm. Oh he boy. was the first option. They had a bunch of formations. That's a problem. Now that slant <laughs> that where Devontae gets open. Yes. Right. He was the second option on that. They had bunch right. And in that bunch right, Smith was at the head of that bunch. He was the spear of the bunch. His job was to pull the protection. I mean, pull. He was like the second option, but his job was to pull the away coverage. the attention. Yeah the coverage to him and then they were going to sneak Jalen Rager. He it was a delayed in route. He delayed and he was going to be the first option in that open window that the Smith opened up because everybody's going to rely on Smith. But when he ran it, it just so happened that it opened up the regular. He said, no, I'm going to go with the second option, which is my first option. I'm going to go with Smith because he beat the guy so bad and he opened it up and he, and he got the ball to him. That's him progressing as a quarterback and, that's Going hitting an open guy that, that ran a great route. Like, he's done that before. But, Shan, the mindset that he had, that he didn't go to the primary route. He used to be, everybody used to say, oh, I'm just going to go. If Once that one read goes, I'm going to run. And then he'd run it. That's, that's, that's him evolving as a quarterback. Going to the second read, the second option on the play. That's him getting better as a quarterback. Yes, but that's my point being is that that's coming through experience. That's not coming through coaching. That's coming through. That's coming through a quarterback recognizing that there's an open guy. It's hard for me to believe that he didn't hit the second or third progression up until week ten in the NFL either. He did it a lot throughout the game, Shan. He did. I'm a lot saying before the game. this game. Before like, this we're game, we're acting like th- this has never been done before. <laughs> Shan, he's 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 progressing as a quarterback. That means he's getting better as he's evolving, as his coach is evolving in his play selection. The, it's not an evolving. It's it's catching up. He <laughs> was what, so yeah. far behind that simply reduce. Like evolving is trying to find intricate ways to have Jalen Hurts throw the football thirty times and not know. kill you. Like quick throws, know, right? like what somebody like Debo stuff like that. But it, it's been the opposite. No, it's, it's like tri- it's like it's like running the ball after you run the ball, setting up play action. When you set this play action up, understanding where to place the ball to give your athletes a better chance to get it. You know, those are all things that they're evolving to do. He's evolved as a play caller because, all right, he's running the ball now. 
You know what I'm saying? He could just be like, you know what? I'm gonna f this. I'm gonna still. I'm gonna still do what they're asking me to do. I'm gonna I'm throw the ball fifty times a game. I'm gonna keep beating my head against the wall because this franchise wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. But instead, well, he said, "No, I got to figure out a way to make these guys better. Put these guys in a better position." Right. So it's almost like we figured out what they can't do mm-hmm. as an offense. So when we right. spent the first six or seven games doing that, so now we've got to revert to, you know, Plan B. Because we, you know, really plan A, we we realize now we can't do it. Right. But, I mean, they couldn't do it because they don't have the personnel to do it. Well, when I, when you say the personnel, I mean, the offensive line, I thought, was a strength of this yep. team coming into the season. I thought it was, too, until I saw people beating up on the tackles on the outside. I mean. Right. So- and and that's that doesn't change. Talent, better talent doesn't change. So he hasn't done anything to show that he can out scheme a better team. How do you figure he doesn't in the passing game? You mean, or yeah, in general, yeah. like it's it's just give Jalen Hurts the ball, let him do something. No, because that was they the ran first six, they ran boots. It's, it's been that way. The only difference is that he's running the ball more. He's still asking Hurts to to do it. He's still asking Hurts to take over the football. The fact that he's hitting guys is on Hurts. It's not on the coaching. Hurts is evolving just with the coaching staff taking their hands off. So it. you're giving credit to Hurts. You're just saying it's not has it, it doesn't have to do with Sirianni. I, I'm no, telling you, it, it, it does have to do with Sirianni because he can still just sit back and throw the ball fifty times a game. It took him evolving as a play caller to give them the tools to do this, meaning the tools, meaning the plays in which they're doing. They're also moving him around a lot. They're running boot protection. They're running play-action protection. How many times have you seen him run the RPO now? They took that, you know, that's they run that. Yeah, and we were screaming about now. that from the start yeah, of the season. Right. right, but they're still running that. What they've done is they've replaced a lot of the passing plays with run plays, but they're still running. Like, go back. They're still running RPOs, and, and that's still handing the decision right. over to Jalen Hurts. But they're so, running RPOs because they're they can run the ball now. Now there's now there's a threat in that RPO which allows them now to run it more efficiently. There wasn't a there wasn't a threat because why would you run an RPO when all you do is pass the ball? Right. That's just wasted so, motion back there. Now they have they have set it up because they run the ball. Now you have you to honor the run. The run as He's doing space. So, so he went from doing absolutely like doing stuff that was a detriment to now doing basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you have want to learn to feel- that it wouldn't work. You have to learn that it doesn't work before you know that it doesn't work. On the work. job training I'm, is I'm sure there were more qualified people that didn't need to learn that. Yeah, that okay. would be nice. I'm sure there were people that were able to coach a football team or have gone into coaching a football team that didn't need to learn that on the job and didn't well, need to hear from 78 to 85% of a fan base, fan base screaming, screaming about running a football. And again, it, Jalen Hurts has progressed. Devontae Smith has progressed. Guys on defense, the linebackers, at least on the outside, have progressed. But I don't feel good about these, this coaching staff getting them to a level of quality team. I feel like they're still going to be the reason why this team is held back. I don't feel, I don't feel bad. I don't feel good about them being as bad as you think they are. I don't think they are. I think they're learning as they progress. Big Red didn't turn out to be Big Red just from, you know, coaching this team overnight. It took them learning what this team did best for him to really put those guys in position. We used to, to scream at him even back in the beginning when he right. was making NFC right. championship games that you need to run the ball more. Right. Exactly. No, I, I get that. And it took right. him learning that in order to do it. 
but the you know, mistakes or, that he was making early on in Sirianni, we didn't see guys do that. We may see a reluctance to run, mm-hmm. but we weren't seeing decisions and, and play calls and just tone deaf things that were happening in a football game. Well, you can't be tone deaf can't all the way. And just not just what they've only been a coaching staff together like this for what 10 games. Yeah, but that, that's that's the decision the organization made to bring these guys in fresh. They exactly. don't get the doubt from me. So when you tell why, why do I have to give them a benefit of the doubt? I didn't hire them. I'm not saying a benefit of the doubt, but I'm saying they have changed and evolved as a coaching staff because they had to. They understand what was going on was not working. So they then changed their philosophy in doing stuff that is working now. That's what I'm saying. The coaching staff, oh. I mean, it's not like those players could go out there and just do that on their own. They can't call those run plays on their own. Well, the, there's the one thing. Can't. No, you're right. The uh, Jonathan Gannon situation has totally changed. I read something today on NFL.com about the future, you know, like this next year off season's group of coaches that are going to be head coaches. And his name did not appear on any of the lists. <laughs> when before the season started, it was like, man, he's only going to be here a year. Don't get right. used to him. Yeah. Right. right. I don't think, I don't think the- he's evolved. Nope. He was saying all the right things. On what he must have a great agent. Right. He's got to have a great agent. Oh, yeah. But he wasn't on the list. Of, he wasn't on the list of head coaches back then either. No, but we were told that they were told. Yeah, they said that. At they least. said that. That was that's all a lie. That was all a farce. Well, if he was going to be a head coach, he'd have been a head coach. No, he wasn't. They didn't. Nobody interviewed him. Nobody even interviewed him. Nobody said they were going to interview him. We did. We were just told that you know because. We're, I guess we're we're a coaching uh what combine or coaching, coaching what, factory coaching factory yeah we're a GM factory a coaching factory and, and a quarterback, quarterback. factory yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got more factories than China right now <laughs> all right so, guys let's go to break man it's twelve and speaking of quarterback did you catch Minshew in that video inside the locker room of that came out when no when, uh, oh it's hilarious no. Sirianni told the team, you know, that they they got a couple days off, and it was a was, you could see Minshew behind him was I think he had his shirt off, and you could see the big Fu Manchu. He's like doing like a wrestle. He looked like a WWE wrestler <laughs> reacting no. to the fact that he has a day off. It's <laughs> hilarious. Day off from what? I guess they didn't have to come in for treat unless you can't had to come in for treatment. Uh, he was going to give them all the day off, and he went bananas. Yeah, you go, you go. You, when they do that, say, "I see you on Wednesday." Right, that right. Means you're that off on Monday and, and Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, you know, Tuesday used to be our day off. I think changing in the league now. I think Tuesday they come in, and Monday is the day off. But when I played, he said, "I see you on Wednesday." That means we were off on Monday and Tuesday, and we see him on Wednesday. You know, you 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 rarely got that if you lost, man. So you know. It, it was definitely, it was definitely, uh, that's great news because man, a lot of those guys will go out of town. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, off. what does that mean? Everybody gets hammered on Monday night instead yep. of uh, going or home Sunday early. night. Yeah, out of that, out of get off the plane, you go to Atlantic City. Yeah, maybe that's what Urban Meyer said. I'll yeah. see you all on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm gonna go out with the family. Right. right yeah. Right. 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 Wink. Hey, wink. Yeah. I'll yeah. check you guys later. <laughs> All right, we got a break. Barrett's getting uh, stir crazy here. All right, we're back at three.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Dockery, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. My uh, wife is going to be at the Oaks tomorrow night. At, they have a Top Golf in there. Where is this? At the Ocean Casino in Atlantic oh, City. They have a Top Golf in there, and they're going to be her company's going to be going in there for like a like a meeting kind of thing. And they at night they go out, and then they're going there to participate, like hit golf balls and do all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, she got a good job. Then, I've man. never been to a Top Golf, but everybody that says they've been to one says it's great. Yeah, I got one up the street from me. Yeah, we don't have anything like that over here yet. So that's what uh, that's what um, that's 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 what I like to do on a, a you know go for lunch there. Go hit you a couple golf balls. Go for lunch. <laughs> I think you're more about the lunch. Oh, no, than you are the golf. Very oh, good man. food there. The yeah, I'm right. sure they have. Well, they have great food in the casino. I don't know yeah. about just a regular Top Golf. They probably just have like what hot dogs, hamburgers, stuff like that. What's there that? Uh, what's that spot right there on the corner? It's that place that Gil used to always rave about. Baltimore. The knife and fork. 
No, it's like is it Baltimore food something or Baltimore pasta something? I don't know. In Atlantic City, you're talking. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he used to always go to that place, some place to get those Reuben sandwiches. Was that the place you're thinking of? No. There's some deli that he always goes to too, and he's or Reuben sandwich. Yeah, it became like a running joke. Yeah. Right, yeah. That, that one, one time I went over um, his crib, man. He stays in the high rise, right off the ocean. I'm like, he's living good, man. Gil? He's living good, yeah. Living good over here. Really? Man. Yeah, man. He lives in a high rise, man. He strike me good. as a high rise kind of guy. Yeah, bro. Nice. Wow. Nice. I don't think I'm a high rise elevator. guy. No. I, you know, me neither. But, I mean, it's, it's right there. It's right there on the... Um, Right there on the ocean, man. And his 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 window, his 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 dining room, I mean his living room is right there overlooking the ocean. I'm like, dang, dog, you, you you living good over here. I mean, See, I, I don't like having to go up too many flights of of elevator, you know, well, in an elevator. Because well, oh, I'm always screwed. thinking it's gonna get screw, it's gonna get stuck. No question. And yeah. he's screwed when it comes to, you know, uh, if if the power goes out or, or yeah, you know, what I'm saying if the you gotta walk down broke, the steps. And it, he's way up there too. No He's way. way up there. Yeah, bro. What? How high? That was, I, I forget what floor was. It's been a couple years ago, man, but it was nice. Now, the food at Top Golf stinks, says John Shelton. Well, I trust John Shelton. Well, man, the burger is amazing. At Top Golf? Yeah. I had you a know, burger you, and the fries were pretty good, too. I, you know, your, your barometer for a quality burger <laughs> is very questionable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously. It's not a patty, man. It's an actual burger, man. It's not yeah. a hamburger patty, man. It's a difference between a burger and a hamburger patty. This is a burger, man, cooked. Is this real good, beef man. or is this chemical yes, real. Food? This is real beef, man. There's no onions like to, to mask it or anything like you get with my, my White Castles, man. It's, it's I, a real burger, yes. Nice. Like five Guys is a good fast food burger. With the condiments and everything, man, you know, you got the, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, fresh on it, you know, fresh cut onions. It's well, like, you know, yeah. doesn't come with pretty much every burger. No, not with my sliders. It's no, just plain. it's just just onion. I, I get mine with just onion, mustard and bun. And that's it. And a bun. That's it. No cheese. Cheese. I, I, I get cheese, too. I get cheese, too. You know. I can't I, I, eat a regular just a hamburger anymore. I love a regular hamburger. <laughs> when I go to McDonald's, I get a Big Mac with no with no um no cheese on it. I don't want the cheese on the Big Mac. What about the special sauce? I get the special sauce. Oh, okay. That comes with it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can get that without it. Like they yeah, wouldn't just yeah. give you the three buns and the two burgers and some onions. Yeah, I like that. I like the special sauce, but I I tell them I don't want the I don't want the cheese on it. Don't get me the cheese, bro. I'm not a cheese guy. Like I, you know, my family, they like shun me because I don't eat macaroni and cheese, bro. Oh my god. That is un-American. Yeah, you're right. That's what they say too. It is. They're (laughs) right. (laughs) They think it's some communist stuff or something. What what is going on? I don't eat macaroni and cheese. I just I know how to cook it real good. I just don't eat it. I'll go without it. I'm like, eh, that's all right. Like for like for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving on my plate. I, we do things a little different. Like we we make a turkey, but we also we we also make a um a, um we also we don't make a ham anymore. But we make a um what is it called a um 
A traduck piece of beef. No, it's it's uh, it's, it's beef. Um, I forget what it's called. Like a pot uh, roast. Not a pot a roast. Brisket. A brisket. There you go. We make a brisket. We make a brisket. I like so a brisket. I make a brisket, mashed potatoes. Yeah. The gravy, stuffing, all that stuff. I don't. I don't do. I don't do the the the, the cranberry sauce or anything. No, like no, that. no. I don't need that. I, I, the only cranberry for me was in in vodka crayons. That's it. <laughs> right, I always right, thought right. the cranberry sauce or whatever they call it. it it used to come out of the can and it would still look like the can. You remember like the shape you, of it? Yeah. Yeah. The shape of it. And you could see like the imprint of the inside of the yep. can on the, on the, <laughs> the one that was on the bottom. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, this is, this is garbage. I don't know. What is that? Is it jelly? Like, yeah, what is it? It's like congealed crap i don't know man (laughs) they put that on that stupid sandwich at at wawa that they bring out around this time of year don't they have like a cranberry turkey and stuffing or something on a sandwich oh they do yeah they do it at wawa yeah they do they do i don't i don't eat that either and then um they also make macaroni cheese i usually make uh i make greens too i make greens make greens i'm good with greens but i don't I i don't we might make some green um, green beans also, some green yeah. beans, and, and that's about it. But then we make we make hella. Oh yeah, the gobbler. Stuff. That's what it's called. The yep. the, the wobble. Yep, the gobbler. Oh, yep. No, I'm out on the gobbler. No, I got one the other day, but I told them don't put the um don't put the don't put the cranberry sauce on it. So they put everything else on it. But then it was like I got like two or three pieces of meat, and the rest of it was just mashed potatoes. Yeah, I'm like, come on now, you you yes. skip it on the meat on it. Well, of course. It was horrible, man. It was horrible, man. I didn't even eat it, man. I, it's I like had, Subway. Know. They give you like one or two slices of that manufactured meat, they call it. And it's like the rest of it's bun and it's lettuce filler. and, yeah, peppers and all this other crap. <laughs> Terrible. So, yeah, I was good with that, man. I, I, was I hope definitely... we never get them as a sponsor because once they hear that, they're they're out. <laughs> no, I hope we do get them as a sponsor because I like it. I like it a little better than... <laughs> no, 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 no way. No, I would. Uh, that would be one I'd turn down. I man, I'll to. tell you what, though, man, I can't wait. Uh, do, do you do any cooking on on Thanksgiving? Me? Yeah. No, what I don't know you, how Sarah? to. I couldn't cook. No, I can't cook. <laughs> I've never done it. The only thing I do is put stuff in the microwave <laughs> to heat it up. Bro, I'm a chef, so I, I cook. I'll cook. I'll cook all the meats, um, and I'll cook the greens, the green beans. Uh, like I don't cook the the uh, I cook the mashed potatoes also. Everything else they cook. Yeah, but do you like make baking. filling? Because I I like mashed potatoes. I'm not a big filling guy. I make mashed potatoes. I make real mashed potatoes. That's why yeah. I'm only, I'm because I'll I'll take the time and peeling all the uh. All the potatoes, I'll do all that, bro. Yeah, I don't want any instant mashed potatoes. I gotta no, have no, real no. ones. No, I gotta have real ones. You, you know could have me? instant mashed potatoes on a on a quick thing on a Tuesday night, but not exactly. on Thanksgiving night. Exactly, right. not a Thanksgiving. Right. You need, I need to, you know. And then I'll, you know, I'll have to cook late like, because we just did our kitchen, man. So I'm kind of think out my strategy on how I'm gonna do this because when we redid our kitchen, we didn't get a double oven. We got a single oven. No, oh, I hate to do it. Yeah, man. You so need the be... upper and the lower oven. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, how am I going to D out this time? You know, what am I going to do now? You know, right. Right. 
this has got to be strategic. I mean, how can I do this? You know, because I got to make all this meat. Um, uh-huh. So I might just smoke the brisket this time outside, smoking. Maybe even try to fry a turkey. Maybe that's it. Or you that's smoke before you eat the brisket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then somehow the brisket tastes better. Right. Everything smoked. <laughs> Everything smoked. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. So I got to be strategic on how I'm going to go about doing this, man. Because this is yeah, the first time ti- ever. The timing has to be perfect if you it don't does. have the two ovens. It does. You know, yeah. we're going to have a lot of people in the house. Like my son, my son's coming up from, um, from Atlanta, you know, he's at his wife and my two grandkids. Uh, my mom's flying in. Oh, no, mm-hmm. my mom can't fly in. Daggone it. I thought she was flying in. No, she's, she's there. She's got her grandbaby there. Yeah. Daggone it. Are we right. off on Thanksgiving Day? I don't know. Are we? What about the day after? That's a football Friday. Yeah, it is. And that would be. The Giants game, right? Yeah. Aren't the yep. Giants the next game? I'll, I'll I'll be on. I'll be on. I'll probably be in another city though, because I got to do a game that night. I don't know what game I'll have. Friday night I college. To, yeah, I got a college basketball football game that game for that day. A MAC so, game, I assume, right? I think so. Let it might be see. an FCS game, man. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this weekend, man. It's the first time. Villanova, Delaware. My boy Westbrook said he might fly up. I mean, he might come oh, yeah? on up. Yeah, he might come on up. Was he going to come up into the booth? To watch Delaware? He went to Villanova. Uh, yeah. Villanova at Delaware. So that's that's a terrible football game to fly up for unless you're getting paid. Well, he's not flying. He gets, he's driving up. Oh, okay. Like it's only, like, well, he's only like an hour from there. Well, yeah, he's, he's in D.C., isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's in Ireland, D.C., so that's like an hour and a half, two hours from there. So he might come up, you know, because, uh, you know, like I said – Quadri's son plays with Villanova also. Yeah. We got two games tonight. Yeah. Tonight. No- Northern Illinois. Aren't they the number one team in the MAC? They are. They are. Well, they're tied Buff- right now with Kent State. But they At- beat Kent State, so they're uh, they're um they they're number one right now. And Central Michigan Ball State. Yep. Well, yep. At this point, you know, they're Central Michigan's out of it, but Ball State, they should beat up on Ball State, though. They should. They should beat up on them. We'll it's see. on the road, though. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. You don't go to Ball State, man, and, and come out victorious very often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? You usually have to pay for that privilege. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the fighting Jason Whitlock's there at Ball State, man. Jason Whitlock. Anybody yeah. else you know went there? David Letterman. Oh, okay. That's um, I'm trying to think of another of another athlete. There was a basketball player. I want to say back in the 90s, that was pretty darn good from Ball State. Ended up in the league, too. Damn, I'd have to look it up. But no, there's not a there's not a whole litany of uh, alumni that we would know, I would think. Central Michigan is a short favorite on the road, two and a half. Mm-hmm. They got a nice little running game, man. Nice little running back. Pretty Uh-oh. good. Northern Illinois is on upset alert, too. They're only a one and a half point road favorite. Who do they play again? Buffalo. Buffalo sucks, though. Well, well no. Then that tells you everything you need to know. Right. You got to take Buffalo if they're only getting, <laughs> they're only given a point and a half and they stink. Something's telling wow. you something's up there. Yes, sir. That smells. Let's see. Buffalo straight up has 
Yeah, they do stink. There might be a two, total play there. Two and four, three and four, three and six. They're four and six straight up. And they've lost their last two ATS. Let's see what they are ATS. One, two, three. Three, six, and one ATS. I don't know, man. I think we got to take Buff. Uh, we got to take Buffalo. Yeah. They got beat 45 to 18 in their last game by Miami of Ohio. Damn. That's insanity. Now think about that. Think about how we react to teams from week to week in the NFL. If you had a team that got shredded like that and now is facing the number one team in the division at home and they're only a point and a half underdog, we'd be all over that. Right. Right? Right. That's your right. Yeah. I mean, from a betting standpoint, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think there's something there. What was it? What's the total? Was it 62 and a half earlier? It's uh, 59 and a half. Oh, my God. So it's dropped three points. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I think that's a that's a Buffalo play. The Bulls, baby. Well, ever since that coach left. Who's that? He's the guy who went to Kansas, right? Went to Kansas. Leopold just, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Leipold, yeah. Leipold. Leipold. Yeah. Yeah. And they just beat. I, you remember, we thought that that was going to be the um, against, um, what was it? Um, Southern. It was Southern um, South Dakota. Yeah. yeah South they, Dakota. They beat, yeah. they beat South Dakota. I did that game. And we thought that was going to be the only game that they, the only team they beat this year. Yeah. And hell, they just beat Texas. I cannot believe that. Yeah. Me either. They just beat Texas. If you're if you're an alum or a booster at Texas, I mean, don't you when when do you just stop writing checks? <laughs> I mean, you're, you've been buying out coaches the last couple. Of, I mean, they've terminated Tom Herman, uh, who who was the guy um, uh, Charlie Strong. Strong. Yep. You know, they've bought, they've had to buy out guys left and right, and now you got Sarkeesian in there. Everybody gets all pumped up, and and then he loses to Kansas at home. I mean, that's like, yeah. you know. I'm going to put a stop order on my last donation. Right, right. Well, you know what? I think they're going to let Sark go for one more year to see what he's got, man. Yeah, he'd have to. You can't yeah, just yeah. keep paying these like these guys not to coach. Right. Texas is at, is at West Virginia this week, and they're only a two-and-a-half-point dog. They're a dog, though, on the road. That's not but, terrible right there for Texas. No, it's not. A bounce back against the fighting Kincaids. I know uh, Kansas State Baylor, baby. Yeah. Kansas State Baylor. Baylor might be primed for a letdown. Yep. They, they've had a lot of games. That, um, they took it to the bitter end. We'll see. Yeah. Wait, what, what's the line on that? Oh, it's a pick. It's uh, K-State's now favored in a couple of books by no, one No, don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate to do it to us now. Yeah. You don't like him as a favorite, do you? Nope. No. Yeah. No. That Iowa State number has is, is come down, too, in some places, to three and a half against What oh, was that earlier, five? It was like four and a half, I think, is most of the places opened. Mm. That's an interesting game to me. Because what is Oklahoma what, – what effort do you get from them now that they've lost that game? 
a lot of times in college, you see these teams that are expected to go or they have to go undefeated. They lose that game the next week. They're shot. Well, they weren't great anyway. They were just no, they weren't. You're right. That's exactly what happened to um to uh Denver, Iowa too. Early and then they they lost and then they lost the next week, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they lost. The Purdue beat them, right? Right. And then I think what it Wisconsin beat them after that. Kansas State won four games in a row. Yeah. Wow. They're no longer under the radar, man. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's under the radar. It's just they're they're getting, I think, a little bit more from the books than they probably deserve. More Maybe credit, they, yeah, respect. A little they bit. Lost, they lost three in a row. They lost to uh, the number nine team in Oklahoma State. Yeah, number twelve team Oklahoma, and then they lost to Iowa State, who's unranked. They were ranked when they lost to them. Mm-hmm. But then they beat Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas, West Virginia. And then they're uh they have um this week Baylor, and then their last game is against Texas. Uh-oh. Texas. Will they be able to fight back? Let's mm-hmm. hope not. Yeah, I'm looking at this Kansas schedule, man. You're right. They beat South Dakota. Then they lost every game after that until yeah. they beat Texas. <laughs> and they got beat like 55 to 3 a couple weeks ago to Oklahoma State. <laughs> They're wasting almost a half a game coming into the season. A half? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. They were. That's oh right. Oh, my God. Because I mean, that coach, that coach got those guys. They had already finished spring football. It was like a week after spring football, and then he took the job a week after spring football. That means he had no time with those kids during spring football. He didn't even know those kids. And comes in, and they win two games. Oh, they're rocking in, in Lawrence, um, oh my God. Lawrence, Kansas now. Wow. <laughs> they won two games. They might give him a contract extension. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got to remember, man, he had Buffalo going. Man, Buffalo was like one of the top teams. They yeah, were winning the MAC, you know, easily every year. So he's now changing that culture, man. That, that means a lot, man, changing the culture of a team. Was Khalil Mack under his watch when yes. he was there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack was. They there? Okay. Tyree Jackson. Yeah. They had a couple other guys come from there to, to doing big things also. I don't know, man. Tyree played there? Yeah. Yep. He was a quarterback. Quarterback. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All state getting two and a half at home tonight. You like that too. I don't know. Short home dogs tonight. Maybe a little parlay action. Yeah. Or you could you could tease them both up. Well, like seven? Yeah, I mean they're both at home. You can go over three and seven. Yeah. With with both of those. So I mean you're probably gonna lay like one thirty, but yeah, Buffalo, you get it eight and a half. Ball State, you get it nine and a half. Right. That's if you like them. If you don't, right. don't tease it just to tease it. Just to add more points. I mean, Central Michigan, they're not even laying three, though. A full three on the road. Mm-hmm. Something's up. Hey, guys, Friday. I wonder what the weather, if there's a weather issue there. In Ball State? Mm, might be. Friday's what's Friday. Friday, we got Jari Evans. He's going to come in at noon. Noon, okay. Yeah, noon on, on Friday. All right. So we pencil him in. That's okay. all good. 
for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, is he still paying attention to the Saints? Oh yeah, yeah. he just he just yeah. got he just got uh, inducted to the Ring of Fame. Oh, nice with the yeah, Saints. Yeah. yeah, he and um he and um uh, what's that safety's name? Uh, number forty, Alvin. I mean, not Alvin Harper, but Harper. I, I forget his first name. Mm. But Harper. That's a pretty big deal for a guard to get yeah. into that to a Hall of Fame. Well, he'll, be in the re- he'll be in the regular Hall of Fame too. You think so? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I think so. I mean, he's how many Pro Bowls did he play in? Like six. Wow. I don't yeah. know, but I mean, he was Rolling during his career. Definitely. He played with the Saints for a while, right? Right. And during that time, oh six to twenty fifteen. I mean, he was one of the best guards in the NFL. I think. Yep. By a by a good amount. You yeah, know? I know he was. He was mentioned, you know, pretty much as one of the top two guards in the league for a few years. So I just didn't know if if it was that long that he'd be a Hall of Fame, but that's pretty 14, significant. Yeah, four-time first-team All-Pro. That's pretty big. Yeah, he's – I mean, when I think of interior alignment, like Hall of Fame interior alignment, he's, he's one of the youngest guys. You know, you go back to some other ones, but he's only been out of the league, what – Three years, two three, years, three years, right? No, not not three or four, like two or three. I think he played with Green Bay. Twenty seventeen, yeah, he was on that practice squad team. in twenty seventeen. Yeah, he was in Green Bay. Okay. For 2017. So technically, that counts as time. I think served. Yeah. So is, is he on the order of a Will Shields? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like uh, yeah, I mean, you can make an argument. He's one of the best. Fourth guard to make the Pro Bowl in the Saints forty three franchise year franchise history. Hmm. Yeah, LaCharles Bentley is another one, right? Okay, yeah. Was he was wasn't he with the Saints too? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. Coming out of Bloomsburg, man. That's pretty that's pretty wild. Bloomsburg. <laughs> Bloomsburg. Can you the believe Huskies. that? Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, we should have him tell that story too about how he wound up at Bloomsburg. And it's oh, pretty no interesting. question. No you question. Know? He has to. For a guy, you know, and, and he's he's local. I mean, he's well, where did he play here. high school down here? Where what high Frankfurt. school did he go? Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Pretty fun. That is crazy. Dude was a mauler. I'm sure he's happy that the Eagles are running the football. Yeah. Right? Well, right. you know, he's he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's, a, he's more of a saint. Now, even though he grew up a uh he go he grew up oh, a he fan. grew up a fan of the team, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I'm sure he's rooting. Well, I don't know. Who do you think he's rooting for this week? I don't know. That's, That's interesting. interesting. That is interesting. Right? This is interesting. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. I didn't I'm interested in those loyalties, man. You grow up and you come back to that city that you grew up in, but you played, you know, your majority of your career in another city where you made your bones and your, you know, you're you're put up in a ring of honor for that franchise. Like, how can you go back and root for your childhood team? Right. I was a Bears fan. Right. I was a Bears fan. You know, growing up. So. So you never were, were the uh, did the St. Louis were the Cardinals still there when you yep. were growing up? Yep. Okay. Yeah, the Cardinals were there, and I was I was I was Walter Payton, Fred wow. Perry. Oh, that's guys. yeah. Oh, okay. you, you okay. grew up during the heyday of right. the Bears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so Jari uh, pushing it back to noon on Friday. Noon on Friday. Okay, sounds good. 
All right. Beautiful. Is that it? We got a parlay right, a tonight play. in the Mac. Is that the donkey parlay for Bluefield? Think so. Good shape. <laughs> That's what they want. All right. Yeah. That thumbs up button and make sure you're subscribed here to the Jacob Media YouTube page. Still have dance football show coming up your way this afternoon, and we'll see you tomorrow. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Dockery, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.